It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Pro Football Weekly and the NFL 1000. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. Ready to talk some Cowboys football. All right, let's do it. So coming up on today's show, we're going to actually do a little bit of an overview of the Cowboys team because we've spent the last, oh man, what, four months basically getting ready for the draft. Um, and what we want to do today is we want to talk about how the Cowboys plan on winning games in 2018. And I know everybody that is listening right now is shouting that they're going to run the ball. Um, but it's actually a little bit more complicated than that. So we're going to talk about how the Cowboys plan on winning games and also what potentially their biggest weaknesses could be uh, that could potentially hold them back from reaching their ultimate goal. So let's go ahead and start with uh, the offense. Uh, we know that their, their offensive line is their biggest strength, and they want to run the ball. But more specifically, Landon, how do you expect the Cowboys to do that, and how do they build their passing game uh, around the rushing attack? Well, I, I think, you know, there's a couple – this is obviously a complicated uh, equation that we're going to try to simplify as much as possible. But, you know, obviously, like we said, it starts with the run. And traditionally – you know, the, the way that the run provides for the pass is that, uh, you know, as you start to have success in the run game, uh, it requires more defenders to come down in the box in order to stop the run game. Uh, and then, you know, from there, play-action pass becomes uh, uh, deadly because your linebackers are reacting to their run cues and make, making the steps up into the gaps that they're supposed to be uh, containing uh, in the run defense. Uh, and then that leaves them susceptible to, to throws over the top of their heads, behind their backs, where, where they just ha- were occupying. Um, and and also obviously, uh, it leaves them susceptible often downfield because they've provided a, an extra safety into the box. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the traditional manner in which the the run game has pro- provided for the pass game. 
Uh, and I think that that's going to be very much, you know, a, a big part of how the Cowboys are going to do it. The, the, the part of this that is newer and I guess is kind of a, uh, a mutation, really, of, of play-action pass uh, is the RPO game and, and, yeah. and the, run, the run-pass options. Now, the, the, you know, the difficult thing to try to explain to people the difference between RPO and play-action is because when you look at it, it's it's very difficult to, to determine which is which. And, and, and by looking at the quarterback or, or the, you know, the running backs, the receivers, you might not be able to tell the difference if it's a play-action pass or if it's an RPO. And, and so really what you normally need to do is kind of have an idea of what the plays look like and, and, and what the blocking looks like up front. And that's kind of how you determine that. But basically it's the same idea is that you're using the success of the run game to uh, manipulate the defense um, and then I think, you know, on a you know, at the wide receiver you know, skill position level, I think the big change uh, from you know last year uh, to this year is that they're they're moving to more of a wide receiver and, and potentially even tied in uh, by committee situation where yeah. you're, you're you're not relying on you're not trying to force feed uh, a wide receiver one you're not trying to over force targets uh uh towards a, a dominant receiver you're you're letting the pass game come to you you're you're you're, you're uh going through your maybe more specialized maybe more specialized yeah. players yeah yeah and I, and I think what what it well i mean at the very least yeah what, what it is is that now you take players you know how they specifically win you know if they have traits that you know they use as their trump cards you can scheme them into positions to get the, to use those traits in combination to uh you know get players open and again and all of this fit all of this fits together with the run game as well. Go ahead. I was going to say, can we kind of talk about where some of these guys fit in in certain roles? So, if, for example, um, I think Terrence Williams is actually a really good guy on play action because we know he blocks so well, um, and teams have to account for him as a blocker. So when the Cowboys run a lot of their play action stuff, Williams is actually pretty good in that role. Um, Noah Brown's another guy that can function as a blocker. Now, uh, I, I think Alan Hearns is a guy that you're going to want to play a lot against zone coverage, um, as, maybe as a slot receiver because he just has a pretty good feel with that. Is that kind of what you're talking about with uh, the specialized weapons on offense? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, and I, I want to specifically touch on the Alan Hearns thing because when I, when I originally was watching Alan Hearns' tape, and I even think I brought it up on the podcast, before we even knew anything about Witten, I brought up that I thought that he could really be a, an excellent option um, as that inside, you know, pop pass option on the RPO as opposed to Witten if, if they wanted to kind of, you know, spread the ball around away from Witten a little bit. I, I think he could be really great in that RPO option where that we've been seeing with, with Witten, you know, where you make the – it's a second-level read. You're making the, the linebacker choose between covering either A, the tight end, or – be the 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 run that is coming and if they choose the run then you throw it uh, over their head and i think i think that that hearns could do that really well because of of his you know body type and, and his size and his ability to use his body uh, as a shield to catch passes which i think he really does well in the slot so yeah to answer your question i think so absolutely I, and I, I you know that's just another great example i think you know uh but just another one is like Tavon austin i mean you know that yeah, guy absolutely uh, we, we talked about jet sweeps we talked about all that and, and i think that that's another important part of this offense that you know adding the constraints to the wide zone uh, adding the the extra thing that linebackers have to think about but also beyond that if you start if you if you know anything about rpos and you've seen them in college or even at the high school level a lot of these teams and i think we've seen it a little bit with the cowboys they just haven't used it as much uh, they have a bubble screen option on these RPOs, you know. So it's so it's like a uh, uh, you know handoff 
maybe uh, the second read is the tight end, and then the third read will be uh, just a slot player uh, widening out into the to the you know outside, uh, getting behind a wide receiver who's pushing a corner deep uh, for a quick bubble screen option. And, and I think you know when you think about the option of you know either a handoff to uh, to Zeke, a pop pass to Hearns, or the sl- sling it out to Austin alone in the flat. I think that's a pretty you know scary thing for defenses to try to have to prepare for. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about the running game because. Uh, as we mentioned before, this is the way the Cowboys are going to win. They're going to win by handing the ball off to Zeke 20, 25 times a game and trying to control the clock. Uh, but what I'm not sure about is what the running game is going to look like this year because they have switched offensive line coaches from Frank Pollock to Paul Alexander. Um, what kind of differences do you expect to see from the Cowboys' offensive line and the running game this season? Well, that's going to be interesting. You know, I, I mean, I, this the thing about Paul Alexander is that he plays – a lot of zone too. I mean, it's not like he doesn't do a lot of zone. Really, the 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 change is not going to be in the amount of zone. I don't think the change is going to be in the makeup of all the plays that aren't zone. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's what we're going to see is a lot of an increase in power. Uh, you know, we traditionally have done a lot of man stuff after um, after uh, when, when not running zone, but uh, you know they started to see you started to see them run a little bit more power and have some success at the end of the uh, last year. And I think you know that actually kind of folds in nicely with what we we're talking about with this change in off- in offense, where uh, you know if you RPOs and a lot of these uh, um, you know these kind of college offenses, they do a lot of power stuff as well. And a lot of these RPOs uh, uh, options are uh, they include power. Because, uh, you know, there are, you know, one of the things about RPO that you have to watch out for is getting, is making sure that your offense, offensive linemen don't get downfield. When, when, huh. you, when, you run, when you run power, you're keeping them behind the line of scrimmage because you're pulling a guy and then everybody else is kind of down blocking. So you don't have to worry about a, a guard getting overzealous and getting to the second level too early and then thereby getting a penalty called on them. So that's why you may start to see, and, I, and it could be a very big reason why. They they wanted to bring in a guy like Paul Alexander is because they realized that as the, the the increase in RPO comes up they probably are going to need to get a, a you know a larger skill set for power because I think a lot of these RPO plays just work better with power because of that constraint in the rules of of, of not allowing offensive linemen downfield. So today I was going through some uh, some old Cowboy games from 2017. I, I was actually watching Lyle Collins because. Um, my belief was that Paul Alexander is going to do wonders with Lyle Collins because that's the type of offensive lineman that he's had a lot of success for, uh, success with. Um, so I'm interested to see what Alexander does uh, with Collins. Um, let's move on to the the defensive side of the ball because we 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 really know the plan on offense. It's going to be uh, ball control, easy throws, methodical drives. What's the plan for the Cowboys' defense? How, how do they plan on stopping people this year? Is it going to be another bend but don't break? Or do you see, see them using a little bit more of an aggressive uh, forcing forcing the action on defense this year? Uh, you know, I, I, I think bend don't break is, you know, is a function of trying to achieve the goal that the defense, uh, you know, is trying to uh, – Trying to succeed at the goal that the defense has set forth for itself. I don't think that bend don't break is 
the definition of this defense necessarily, but I also think that they will still err on the side of keeping everything in front of them, making defenses, uh, making offenses be monotonous and, and surgical and, 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 and redu- you know, hitting the same small gain over and over again, making them work for the yardage. And I think because it, the reason they do that is because it feeds into, it, it creates, that's the creation of the symbiotic relationship between the offense and the defense. You know, the, the See, let, let, let me ask you this, though, because yeah. it, doesn't it make almost more sense to have them be an aggressive defense that does give up some of those big plays? Uh, because that means their offense can get back on the field quicker. Because that's the whole that's the whole point of this offense, right? Is to try to hold the ball for forty minutes a game, right? Well, but 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 you don't want to you want to hold the point hold the ball, but without scoring a ton of points. Like the Cowboys, the, the, the you know, if the Cowboys had their way, they would win fourteen nothing, not thirty five to twenty eight. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. Yeah. I, I, so so I, I think what it is is that it's not about the the offense. It's not about the offense uh, uh, being on the field. That's not the, you know, that's not the what they're trying to achieve. That that's the result, but but that's not what they're trying to achieve. What they're trying to achieve is keeping their the other team's offense on the field. And when the offense when their offense is on the field, making them desperate. You know, making them take have to take chances and and have to uh, uh, you know work hard to try to push the ball down the field right into our hands because what we don't want is when you get aggressive then there's play breakdowns and then points get scored and then that's how you start to get into a a foot race a a points race you know and and i don't think that this team is necessarily built to uh to to kill to win in in a shootout you know they want to stranglehold you and, and 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 make you play their game slow the game down uh, and, and make you play on their and most and, and most teams, you know, most teams they can't do it. Like they 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 can't. If we could get them in a, in a position where you know they they're struggling to get the possessions they need to catch up on points, most teams aren't able to do it against a team uh, a defense that's playing back and keeping everything in front of them. I mean, then it becomes you know, uh, is your quarterback on the on the level of a Tom Brady, uh, an Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know uh, uh, those kind of guys because you know there's there's probably only five or six QBs who consistently uh, win down points and 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 needing to make up possessions uh, are able to throw into a defense that's awaiting the the uh, uh, the deep pass and and consistently keep up and score. All right, so let's talk about the strength of the defense. What spot of the defense would you consider their greatest strength? I mean. I mean, relentless, relentlessness. I mean, that's the thing is it's so like they, because they rotate their guys because they play so few snaps, every single, all of them guys are, are running at full speed to try to get to the ball as fast as they can. So, um, you know, when, when teams, and I think it's easy for us, you know, not on the field to watch that and think that it's, you know, that they are, they all should be doing that because they're getting paid. Well, of course, but, but not even just that. I, I think, it's easy to see, you know, defenses and, and and not realize. It's easy to watch that and not realize how frustrating that is to yeah. watch. Like, you know, when when you go against a defense like that and you're getting hit in the mouth every single play, and you're only getting three or four yards of play because the defense isn't allowing you to get any deeper than that. Like, it's 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 just a level of frustration, much in the same way that if you're a defensive line and you're in the fourth quarter 
and you're tired and you know that this offensive line is just going to come and kick your butt some more in the fourth quarter in the run game, it's frustrating. And it affects you know, your mentality, and that has an effect on how you play. So I think that's kind of where you know, that's part of the other psych- psychological aspect of this is that you're going to have to work for every single thing, and it's going to get harder and harder for you as you get tired. After every single hit from us, it just starts to pile on. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys' weaknesses because every team in the NFL has, and there's no such thing as a perfect team. Um, where do you expect the biggest weakness from this team that maybe could you know hold them back from winning the division title or getting to the playoffs? Well, I think that you know, no matter what is happening with the offense, I mean, no matter what. Uh, no matter what the ultimate outcome is for this passing offense, I think that there's, there's you know definitely the chance, much like there was last year. I mean, in fact, I mean, I, I think these are probably comparable. Much like with the defensive backfield last year, where there was a level of unknown uh, on the beginning part of the season, but a, a, a feeling that it would work itself out by the end of the year. Yes. I think we could yep. we could be we could be looking at a similar situation with the passing game uh coming into the year because of you know just so so many new players, you know, working with the with the quarterback and, and, and working into this uh offense. So uh I, I the the weakness is, you know, time. You know, how much time does this team have to get the you know the, the passing game in sync, get your wide receivers in sync. Figure, I mean, you know, you know, not even just that, but but also kind of figuring out everybody's role. You know, figuring out how you know what how the best deploy these guys. You know, that is that's an issue. Like that's you know, I think that is. I don't know how much of an issue it is, but I think that that is you know your immediate thought on the offensive uh, side of the ball, the weakness. Because you know, I, I think some people would say talent. You know, but I just. I think that this team, I mean, talent on the outside specifically, but I, I just think yep. that I think that there is something to the idea that when you don't have to force feed players, when you actually have the opportunity to spread the ball around and throw the ball to whoever's open, um, I think that you can, you know, and I think teams have shown that you can make up for uh, not having maybe that one elite talent that, that is eating up coverage. Uh, one way or another, because and, and again, the run game is certainly going to function in that way to a certain degree. So I think on offense, that's that's the big weakness, and on defense, I just think that you know, if they have to stay on the field for long, huge periods of time, it, it, you know, they need to find a way to stop the run better than they did last year. When, at, at times when they absolutely have to stop the run. And I think that, you know, when you look at you know, adding a middle linebacker in there, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see a one-tech uh, sign at some point. You know, Terrell McClain got released, please, everybody, please, and that please, made please. everyone really excited. Um, so, you know, I think that when you, when you look at that, that's really the weakness. If they can't stop the run when they really need to, I don't know that this team is necessarily built – to handle a run assault, uh, if the the Cowboys' offense, uh, you know, the problem with this team is when the Cowboys' offense can't score and the the team that we're playing can run the ball, because yeah. if they can beat us at our own game, we are very susceptible to that, or at least we were last year. So I think that that's kind of 
Uh, we'll see how much they fix that, but immediately kind of just looking at this the defense, I don't know that a lot's uh, – they haven't added any more weakness to their defense as far as I'm concerned. The question really is did they solve that weakness from last season with the moves that they are have made and will make uh, for the rest of the offseason? Yeah, on offense, my biggest concern, and I actually was talking a little bit about it today on Twitter, is that I'm just not sure they have anybody who can win on the outside uh, against man-to-man press coverage. And that makes me nervous because I think that's going to make them very susceptible, success, ah, very uh, susceptible. open to blitzing. Um, I expect teams to blitz them heavily in the A-gaps because I don't think they're going to be worried about uh, their receivers beating them off the line of scrimmage or down the field. Um, and when you can't throw the ball outside of the numbers or outside of the hashes, it, it makes it, it makes offense hard. Um, now, maybe Michael Gallup or Alan Hearns uh, will be able to do that. Um, I'm a little bit pessimistic that that's actually going to happen. But we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, on defense, yeah, I think you mentioned it. You hit the nail on the head that if they can find a way to stop the run, this defense is going to work. Um, but if they can't, we, we saw it last year, uh, even in games against like the Chargers uh, and the Rams, those teams ran the ball down Dallas's throat and they really couldn't do anything to stop them. So um, it's going to be interesting. Anything else you want to touch on about the Cowboys' weakness, uh, strengths, weaknesses? Do you believe that the Cowboys' strengths are strong enough to overcome uh, maybe their weaknesses at receiver um, and at nose tackle? Uh, yeah, because I, I honestly... I honestly believe that the strength of the team is is the symbiotic nature of the offense and the defense. So, I mean, I think that if you know if they can, it's easy to get teams to play into play into our, our game, uh, and if we can do it, then it then I think a lot of teams are not built or capable of playing the kind of game that we want to play. Um, I, you know, I think the teams that you mentioned, it's not coincidental. Um, you know, the Chargers and the Rams. Um, that they play in Los Angeles. No, that they uh, that they both have <laughs> strong defenses um, and and quality running backs. Um, who uh, you know, I mean, or at least you know, we started to see more quality running back play from San, from Los Angeles Chargers. Competent quarterbacks too that keep them honest. That's yeah, the other thing. Absolutely. So so what that does is that is that is that that again that they stopped us from playing our game, and then they started beating us with their with with our own game. You know, and and, and the defense as well as it can play out of its mind for about 40 to 50 snaps. You know, once it gets into the 70 to 80 snap range, 60, 70, 80 snap range, there's a drop-off, you know, even with the rotation. Um, and so, again, it, it, that they won't get to that level of snap count if the defense is able to get the other opposing offenses off the field. And in order to do that, they got to stop the run a little bit better. And I will mention this because this is a huge part of their offense too is – uh, they really need their special teams to play well uh, in order for this team to work. Uh, they need to convert on field goals. Last year, uh, they they missed way too many field goals with Dan Bailey missing five and a couple extra points and Mike Nugent missing a couple. That's an area that they have to improve on, um, and they've got to win the field position battle. Chris Jones yeah. was fantastic last yeah. year, um, and he was, he was good in 2016. If they don't get elite special team play, they could be in trouble. And look – they lost games last year because of their special teams. I can think of the Rams game specifically with the Ryan Switzer fumble 
uh, that directly turned into seven points. It's those type of plays that the Cowboys offense and the team cannot afford to have, um, considering the way that they want to play football. They kind of want to play a close-to-the-vest brand of football. So um, any, any quick comments on the special teams before we head out? No, I, I think that was a good point. I was going to say that really more than even field goals, like like you mentioned, you know, punting, kicking, those things, field position. That's really the the you know the hidden aspect of this game. And 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 like you mentioned, especially with the way that the Cowboys want to play, they really want to be able to dictate field position. And I don't really think people realize how much of a weapon uh, Chris Jones was last Absolutely. year for this team. But but. He really, 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 really was, and 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 I think that it, it, it allows them to, you know, even at times last year when when the offense especially was not playing well, that Chris Jones was able to keep them in games because it, it changes the strategy when you flip the field like that. It changes the strategy of the way the offensive uh, play caller calls the game, and therefore thereby actually changing the outcome of the game. And I think that um, you know it gives the defense uh, a better opportunity to um, make a stop, uh, you know, not just because you have longer to go before they score, but also because you call a different ball game from the minus part of the field than you do from the plus side. Uh, and, and so I think that that all of that, you know, small little factors add up to a, a really meaningful difference in how your defense is able to play. I'm going to give you two quick Chris Jones notes before I head out. Um, number one, I thought he won the Giants game, the first Giants game of the year last year. He had five, or sorry, four punts that were inside the 10 yard line and three punts that were inside the five yard line. So you can see his impact right there. In, in, in certain games, when you continually pin teams within you know their 10 yard line, it's hard to play offense that way. Um, and last year, just throwing this out there. Uh, he and Shane Leckler had the same number of punts last year. Shane Leckler uh, and the Texans allowed 608 return yards. The Cowboys allowed a league low 75 return yards last year on punts. That is impressive. When you when you are only giving up 75 yards a season in the punt return game, that's absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, don't forget about the special teams and how they they tie into the way the Cowboys want to play football. Um, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBTB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.